Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yo, this is Mr. Lover Lover, boombastic, romantic, fantastic, shaggy, yeah. And you're tuned in to How to Kill an Hour. Shaggy, yeah, 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 salute. The contents of this podcast was recorded before the 25th of May, 2020. Are you serious? Hello, this is How to Kill Now. My name is Marcus Bronzy, and right now we're about to jump into an episode with Shaggy. Yes, that's it. We're about to step into it. Uh, I'm also joined by producer Bill. How you doing, Bill? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Good to hear. Uh, now, Bill, before we step into the episode, I just wanted to have a chat with the audience about some of the kit that we've been using during this coronavirus lockdown. Um, do you want to talk us through the kit that I've got in front of me? You've also got a similar one as well, haven't you? Uh, it's called a Rodecaster Pro. Yes, I thought I'd right. pick one up as well to, <clears throat> to give it a go, give it a spin, play with it. I yeah. do like creating my own sort of uh, drops and voiceovers, so I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah, man, and the, and the great thing about the Rodecaster Pro is it's kind of something that's out the box ready to record a podcast with. And I think today, more than ever, people are going to be creating podcasts from home. And there are loads of different ways of doing this, right? There are uh, uh, big, intricate setups you can have at your house. There's really simple setups. And this is somewhere kind of in between. Um, it's It requires an investment of a little bit of money. We'll talk about price and that in a, in a moment. When you set up this Rodecaster Pro with some of the other Rode products, it actually makes quite a prolific podcasting thing. Uh, but before we get to the desk, let's talk about the mic real quickly. I'm using a pod mic and the pod mic is a microphone that they've designed for podcasts. And one thing is that it's very, very directional. So if I move off mic, you can kind of hear how the difference of my voice is as I, as I move on and off mic. It's really, really directional. When you get really close to it and you have loads of P's and pops and S's and and stuff it absorbs them quite well uh now billy you're on a on a microphone that we do use at the studio quite a lot which is the sm7b right correct yeah really good microphone and it also sounds really good and um, it does the same sort of things with regards to picking up tone um and it's got a pop filter and built in it and i would dare to say that yes it is a microphone that has a better frequency response but when you look at cost for this microphone the pod mic is 98 pounds and the sm7b is closer to 350 quid. So the fact that you can get four of these microphones almost for the same cost as one means that you're getting a very valuable piece of of podcasting kit. And I also understand if you're starting a podcast, you might not want to throw the whole bank at it. Do you know what I mean? The Rodecaster Pro desk is something that can do quite a lot for its cost as well. Let's find out an up-to-date cost on it, you know. For about 550 quid, 
um, you can get yourself a fully working podcast desk. And what's really cool about it is Rode have kind of been updating it as it goes along. But first things first, we'll talk about how the microphone, Rode PodMic and the Rodecaster Pro work together. Um, It is pretty much, Bill, whipping the microphones out and plugging them into this desk, isn't it? Yeah, I think think you were going to touch on it just there. The thing that I like about the the Rode Rodecaster Pro uh, when you go into the settings area, you can set different things for your Shure SMB. So mine's set on dynamic. There's a dynamic microphone setting. There's a condenser microphone setting. There's a bunch of different Rode mic settings. Yeah, there is yeah. a specific one for the Rode pod mic, which which you've got. All you have to do is just tap that, and and you're set. You don't have to do anything. Exactly. I mean, you've got the Rode Broadcaster mic, the NT1, the NT1A, uh, the Rode Procaster, and obviously, yeah, the pod mic as well. And also within those settings, you can add specific effects as well. So. Um, this has got quite a bit of processing on. I'm going to turn it all off right now and then we can turn it on again so you can kind of hear how things change as a listener. So I'm turning off the noise gate. I'm turning off the oral exciter. Hey, that's what she said. Um, So that's the microphone out the box plugged into this desk. I'm going to pop pop on the compressor now, which is, there you go. It's added a lot more presence. You can hear that, haven't? can't you? The noise gate, as I turn it on, if you hear, if you, I'll stay quiet for a bit. You should hear a little kind of bit of, background noise i've got a fan in the corner keeping me cool as i turn this on this should cut off noise when i'm not talking turn it on again off again turn it on again could you hear the difference there bill i could hear the difference yeah so yeah that's that one then we've got the oral exciter then we've got the apex onboard effects to brighten up my voice a little bit there you go and then we've got a high pass filter which takes a little bit of bass out of my voice uh which is sound really sounds really cool now we're on the beta version of this software so they've actually thrown some other tricks in as well so there's actually reverb there's some reverb ah, we can turn that off i think that's really cool one thing i'd like to change on this on this beta when it finally becomes comes out i'd love to be able to um access that without having to go into the menus that'd be great if i could have a button where i could turn that on or off again that'd be really cool um, so there you go yeah go sorry, on, just, just just to touch on that um i've been having like a back and forth with road on their facebook messenger you can give feedback on the on right. the things they've added I've, I've suggested there's like i suggested a cool thing maybe you could hold down one of the effects tabs and yeah. then that would set the reverb and then you could use the slider next to it to adjust the strength of the reverb yeah that, that'd be quite cool That'd be pretty cool. We've had desks in the past where um, we've been, been able to do that to quite good effect. So, yeah, also, that's a great way to kind of step onto what's on the other side of the desk as well as the bits where you can just plug in your microphone. So um, you've got four microphones here on the desk. Uh, you have also can plug in a USB device. Uh, you can connect a mobile phone via TRRS, basically a special lead, which means you can plug a phone in and somebody can chat to you on the phone without getting loads of funky feedback. You can also connect a Bluetooth device as well as an input. So there are quite a few ways you can create inputs that go right into the desk. Uh, and finally, you've also got uh, an effects pads. You've got eight pads, which you can program with a number of different sets of sound effects. So I think it's up to eight, but maybe even more. I think you've got like a certain amount of memory on board. Oh, I can't remember what it is off the top though, Bill. Um, do you mind finding that out for me while I banter on about this desk? Uh, right. I'll have a look. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, so you can actually fire off effects as well. Um, I'll, I'm going to pick a random one here. What have we got here on our effects desk? A uh, sad trombone. There we go. And they've done something pretty cool with these effects now. Um, you can actually start to overdub effects now this is something that is really powerful 
we can start to edit effects once they're in the desk. So there's a funny sound effect we had. Dev made it up about Big Billy. And we have a raw piece of audio. Just the guitar. So what I can do is go to my microphone, slap some reverb on. And there we go. There's the reverb. Go to set effect. Uh, you ready for the memory? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that. 512 now. megabits of internal memory for storing sounds for programmable pads. Loads of space. So, yeah, 500 megabytes. We get loads of sound effects on there. So I'm going to play the empty sound effect with an overdub on it is what I'm going to try and get at the end. So I'm going to play it and then I'm going to go over the top. I thought that sounded pretty good. Let's have a listen. Save that. And now, turn off the reverb because don't need that now. Now, we actually have made this sound effect that we had to do in a computer. That one. And you can layer up, layer up, layer up sound effects. I mean, it doesn't have to be as crass as that, to be fair. But, you know, whatever. We're having, we're having a bit of fun with it. Um, so that's something that's really, really cool. We can layer up stuff. I mean, we can get guests to come in and do like, you know, we sometimes ask yes or no questions. We can get them to do their own correct or incorrect answers. We can give them their own buzzers. Do you know what I mean? So it sounds really cool. It's quite fun. Um, also, there's a great companion app which you sits on your computer. I'm using a Mac right now. It's called the Rodecaster Pro uh, Beta app because obviously this isn't the full version. And now you can actually export your podcasts with a number of different settings, uh, a number of different broadcast limits. So you've before, you can only pull them down as WAV files, which are quite big. You can now pull them down as MP3 files, and they can also be processed. So they have, I think it's Spotify, BBC, and uh, another output, which you can actually export the audio as. And, um, I mean, it's, it's just kind of they're adding more and more in. And uh, like I said, this is, uh, I'll call this a, a mid, a mid upper end of mid-price pr- uh, range for this, because studios can become ridiculous. But, you know, one mic, one desk, you're looking at about 650 quid. And you've got everything you need to have a professional sounding podcast and an amazingly simple setup. And I I mean, it's something we've been using at the studio for a while and and we wanted to kind of get really get our hands and see what we can get out of the Rodecaster Pro before talking to you guys about it. But I mean, it's something that I think if you're a podcaster that wants to get into the game, you want to start something new it's worth having a look at. And I think in the future, but we should talk through some other different options for podcasting. Maybe we'll go through some slightly cheaper ones or maybe we'll go through some slightly more expensive ones for people that really want to have an elite sound. But I mean, for this combination of setup, it's pretty good to just have a desk you can turn on, record a great podcast to take off and get up online. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Especially the fact you don't act, you don't need a computer to record. You just need the desk. You need a computer to exactly. take the, um, take the, audio off obviously but to record or if you just hit record bang and you're away exactly very simple to use very very simple to use i mean and and rode on some great podcasting products um we'll put links to these in the show description and you can check those out in the meantime we've got an awesome interview with shaggy to show you uh recorded on the roadcaster pro and also with a pod mic as well enjoy yo this is mr lover lover boombastic romantic fantastic shaggy yeah and you're tuned in to How to Kill an Hour. Shut it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salute! Man, they've been keeping me busy because we're putting out this new Hot Shot 2020 album, which is a 
kind of an anniversary edition of of the big selling you know hot shot with angel and was me and all these records and um so what i've been doing is they've been giving me all these promos to do something doing a lot of promo here and there and in the midst of that um you know i just started a new project you know like a christmas project that i'm, that I'm starting to work on so it's you know and then i got you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things. I'm producing new Spice album, and it's, it's it's tons of things that I'm doing at the same time. So I, I do stay as much as I'm here. I stay pretty busy. Uh, it sucks because I'm stuck in New York, and my family is really in Jamaica. Yeah. And I'd love to be around, be around my wife, kids, and dogs. But you know, yeah, I think that's here something. Isn't, here isn't bad too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear that. That's something that we're all kind of uh, experiencing at the moment. So appreciate you keeping it real. Uh, can we set the scene? for the people that can't see where you're at right now? Cause you look like you're in a creative space. This is, this is actually my B studio. I was actually set up earlier before all the madness in my A studio. Yeah. Um, and the A studio is where I did practically every song angel. It was me, you know, uh, sexy lady, all, you know, church, all the big records. Uh, but this, this is actually my B room and this is where I actually write most of the stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. it's, it's a it, it, this is my right this is where I sit down and I write and I put the lyrics on the screen and I you know throw ideas around and you know sometimes we write in a, in a group like me and two of my other guys we sit around here we have you know some gin and tonic or rum or whatever the poison of the choice may be and you know they might light up and we come up with some crazy ideas and sometimes I just I'm doing it by myself sometimes I'm just here and, and I, whatever ideas is coming so this is kind of where I'm you know, just kind of get it done. I actually wrote three songs last night in here. You wrote three songs um, in one night? Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We normally like probably four, but it was me, one of my other guys from uh, via via Zoom, right? And and my engineer. Uh, we're all in here and I'm, we knocked down three because I'm doing this Christmas carol album. So I'm trying to do songs with like Christmas stuff. I and last night, one of, one of the lines you came where I'm, I did something where I'm saying, uh, I don't want no icy Christmas. Only ice I want to see is in my cup <laughs> with some rum. <laughs> with some rum. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's, 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 it's really cr- creating like a you know a Caribbean style Christmas vibe, you know, because every, the only Christmas I know is is Jamaica. Yeah, if you ever been to if you ever been to Jamaica on Christmas, it's the most fun you could ever have. Yeah, do you want to it describe to our listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, describe what it's like yeah. over there. Because in in America, when you go to Christmas in America or any of these places, you're you're in a jacket and cold and snow and all of that. I'm not from that culture. I'm from a culture where it is beach, rum, weed. <laughs> For <laughs> real. <what> <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't see why Christmas should be any different, you know, except Christmas is a time where families are always together, so the party is only turned up more. Yeah. You know, so you throw like a Christmas party and a New Year's party in Jamaica. That whole Christmas New Year vibe is just off the chain. I would not miss it for the world. You know, and I normally throw like a massive party at my house, a lot of people. And, you know, we're having tons of food out. And, you know, I mean, fireworks and, you know, beach parties and pull the boat up and tie them together and jump from one to the other. I mean, that's Christmas. Yeah. And to top it off, you get presents. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know. And if there's a bottle in one of my presents, I'm always happy as well. If there's a little brandy yeah, and a little cognac, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's all you need. Yeah. So, so be real with me. Are you are you pining for your place at home right now? Because you travel 
they're between there and your place in 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 New York quite a lot. So at the moment, you, you're not really allowed to, are you? No, I can't. I can't. And I've been I've been going back and forth with the the ambassador of Jamaica, just trying to see how quickly how how they could get me in. Mm. You know, because I don't I want to I want to go in. You know, with uh, I want to know when when I can go in and when it's safe. You know, I don't. They, I think they're doing like government quarantine, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be in some hotel. Yeah, for fourteen days. I hear that. So I'm waiting until it gets to a point where you can do home quarantine, and then I'll go. Yeah. You know, other than that, because I, because I, part partially because I need to be doing things like these, and if I'm quarantined in some hotel, it's you know how am I going to you know it's going to be really tough to get all my camera equipment and my wardrobe and stuff like that to mm. do these Zoom Zoom interviews and all of that. Man said wardrobe for his Zoom interviews. <laughs> hey man, you know what I mean? We got to make it look good. You saw me a little while. When I was setting up, I was looking a different way. Now I'm flying. Come yeah, on, yeah, you did. You turned it up. You turned it up. I mean, I mean, I can do that for half price now because I don't have to wear any pants or, or, or any trousers. So I'm, I'm all good. Sh- Shaggy's fully dressed. He's got pajamas on. <laughs> Hey, you gotta work the you angles, man. Yeah, I hear you that. Got, you, got, you got to do whatever you got to do. Hear that. You know, I hear that. Uh, Who so- need the full outfit? <laughs> Standard. I rate that. I rate that. Um, yeah. So, what, what's it like in New York at the moment? What's the situation there right now? Um, it, obviously, New York is ground zero, and. You know, I, I'm the worst person to ask because I only know what's on the news because I've only been out of my house three times mm. in eight weeks. So, you know, but in, a lot of people who live in New York and live in small apartments, so they have to venture on the street. Me, I'm, I'm outside of, you know, I'm in Long Island, so I have, it's a pretty big house and I can, you know, I have it all to myself. So, you know, I have a nice backyard. I could go outside. I could catch some sun. I could, you know, I do what I want. So it's easier for me to really just stay quarantined while other people would be a, you know, a bit of a, you know, a task. Yeah. If I can be real with you, uh, it looks like New York, the way a city is designed, it looks like it's, it's not easy to adhere to no. stricter quarantine because the city isn't built like that, right? Yeah. You know, the city is designed really for you to use the amenities of the city. You know, that's how the city turns its dollar. So, you know, you, you pay a ton of money for real estate on these little apartments that you really don't want to stay in. So because you don't want to stay in these apartments, you really just use these apartments just to sleep and, you know, shower and eat. And but not even eat. You know, most people I know in apartments don't cook. They're at a restaurant. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's designed for you to actually use the amenities of the city. So now in, an, in a pandemic like this, you're really, for you to sit in this, you know, a little 2,000 square foot <laughs> spot is not going to work for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, unless, un- you know, unless you, 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 you got a really big place, which is going to cost you millions in New York anyway. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. yeah and I think it's going to be quite there. tough. Yeah. When we're moving forward yeah. as well. And, and people, um, when they do finally yeah. re- like ease things up eventually in some yeah. sort, it's going to be hard on the restaurants too. Cause I don't feel like yeah. I'm going to be the first man in the restaurant going to order food. I can't wait though. Yeah? I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to go to a restaurant. That's one of my favorite things to do. You know, I, I'll be the first on line getting in there. <laughs> my, my favorite spot. Yeah. If they open up. You know what I mean? I mean, right now I'm getting food from them via, you know, Grubhub or, you know, just delivery. 
Yeah. You know, I'm get, I'm still getting food from them like that, you know. And and now I've been doing a lot of cooking here, so I've 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 gotten into cooking and starting to enjoy it and, you know, cooking my own food, but mm. yeah, I didn't mind that at all. I don't mind. I like going to a restaurant and not doing a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your yeah. favorite joint you know, like, in New York? You know, you know, you know, like people who who, who, who pay to go to a restaurant, and yeah. buffet. What's yeah. the sense? You know, that's like cooking your own damn food. Nah. I'm if I pay for a restaurant and I'm paying money, I want the best table and I want to be served. You know, you lucky. I'm not asking you to feed me and and you know <laughs> spoon feed me. I'm sure there's a know? restaurant where but you can get that money. done if you if if you pay the right kind of money. You know what I mean? At any given moment, you prepare. So why shouldn't they spoon feed you <laughs> <laughs> for the cost of what, what you're paying for some of these meals? Now, hey, check it out. Now that I'm cooking, because I was a little bit in, in, in like a bliss in a way, or, or just in a bubble, you know. Because you know, I just pay for the restaurant. I'm not sitting there checking the bill. I was like, you know, I'm you know, I pay, you know. But now that I'm cooking and I see what a meal cost to cook. Mm. I'm like, man, what a ripoff. <laughs> you see the margin. That's, that's where restaurants yeah. make their money. Yeah. Where oh is your favorite God. joint? Before we talk about the album, where is your favorite joint in New York where you, where you like to eat? Well, I got a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a steakhouse called Brian and Cooper in, um, in uh, Long Island. Not very far out. And it's just the best steaks. Mm. Best steaks, best steaks, hands down. I've had steaks all around the world. The way these guys do it, they're on point. Okay, all right, all right, yeah, all right. Big up. But um, so yeah, um, you've before we talk about the album because I can't wait to talk about that today. I really have to mm-hmm. say I respect the fact, Shaggy, that you've been using your platform to strengthen the community, kind of all over the world as well as your homeland. Um, you're the founder of Shaggy Make a Difference with Shaggy and Friends Benefit Concerts, and you've raised yeah. millions for the Bustamante Children's Hospital. Um, yeah. but you've also been really helping um, the world during this time. I mean, I've seen you on Twitch stream aid, MTV unplugged. Oh, um, you even helped us over here in the UK. You were on the BBC for yeah. the big night in man. So like that's, that's a really yeah, good man. thing. My brother, I've been, I come from a little town in, in, in Kingston called Raytown from a very poor family. I've been allowed to travel the world, be with some of my heroes have them know my name, make enough money to take my family out of extreme poverty. You know what I'm saying? Send members of my family to school and colleges and shit. And how, you know, this platform that I've been given, you know, that I've been blessed with, because none of it is me. If I didn't use it for... To, to, if you ask me what my biggest accomplishments, it's not Grammys or, or any accolades. It's actually having the ability to actually touch people's lives or, or, or improve people's lives, you know what I mean, on a positive note. When I look at my friends and, and families, or um, I wrote Hot Shot album, and, and when I wrote that album, it's 11 people that bought homes and started their lives. You know, It's like somebody looking at you and says, oh, man, you got, you know, you've made so much records. And, and, and you can make, you don't need the money. Why are you touring? I'm, I'm like, you got to understand when you go on tour, there is probably around 17 people that travel with us, 17 electric bills, 17 school fees, 17, you know, mortgages, you know, then when you go to a venue, 
And we just played the UK with Nelly and all of us. There's 20,000 people. So you probably have about 100 people that's working from rigors to security to all of that. That is what it is. It has nothing to do with you. You know what I mean? You're just a facilitator for people to actually get their lives going. You know, yeah. and if you don't realize that's your purpose, then you are totally friggin' lost. None of this is me. I use my, I'm a vessel, you know what I mean, to move things forward. You know, I might be sending a kid to school that might be the next person that cures cancer. The fuck I know. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is what it is. But how did that happen? Because I sang some song, made some money, and I was able to send the help and send, you know, one of my cousins or one or somebody else's kid you know, or somebody else's kid that worked for me went to college and, 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 and further their education to the point of where they found a cure for cancer. It all snowballs, brother. So if you don't understand what your purpose is, that's it. My purpose is not fame. And, and my purpose is to use my platform and use me and my talents for the betterment of people. There's no other, there's no other reason. I've passed the age of, I think when I just started was good because I got chicks. You know what I mean? I went to the club, I drank for free, I left with the hottest chicks, and it was chicks, 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 fast cars and parties. I'm 51 years old, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still doing really amazing things, making great music. And I was like, wow, really? Mm. It is what it is. Mm, mm. Uh, it sounds like you had your fill of fun time, Shaggy. I'll be honest with you. Being Mr. Lover, wow. Lover for all those years, boy. There have been some moments. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's uh, I, that sounded very specific rolling into clubs not paying for anything rolling in with a nice car and taking the nicest girl in the venue you must have had some green eyes on you back in the day when you're doing those kind of moves my brother it, it, it was why i got into music i wish i could tell you it was deeper you know it's like oh man you know i have this i wake up in the morning and i have poetry on my mind and i'm yeah. like really no you know i i i was in flatbush you know, selling weed at the time and, and spitting lyrics. I, I was in, when I spit lyrics, I realized that, you know, the girls would laugh. Mm -hmm. And I'd talk about their hairstyle, their bags, their shoes, and, and rhyme it all. And they'd be like, oh, he's so cute. You know what I mean? And then I get, and I get the number. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I, go to, I go to a club because I was a, you know, ghetto superstar. I had that local hit that was popping. Yeah, it was dance all hit. I go dance all club. Yo, that's Shaggy. Come on in, man. I skip the line. Chicks want to come in with me because I skipped the line. Of course. You know what I'm saying? I go in, they got the table. I got the table right by the DJ. You know, <laughs> I, I see him. I'm like, yo. Run my tune. Yeah. yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Me, I'm shocking at the place. Yo, yo. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The chicks like me. The camera guy come over. Yo, can I take a picture? The chicks be posing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, the, you know, promoters, you know, they send a couple of bottles over. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo. You know what I mean? You know, you drink my, if you drink my bottles, I'm getting models. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. so. Those are the days. Those are the days. Sound like good old days, man. And, and Hot Shot originally dropped 20 years ago, summer this year. And, yeah. and, you know, 10 million sold. So when you were putting together this Hot Shot release, this must have brought back so many memories. I can see the glint in your eyes. You're talking about that one club experience. So when you were going through these records, man, you must've just have been overwhelmed with emotion. It was, it was, it was agonizing in a way because when I was asked if I wanted to do it because it was 20 years, one, I couldn't believe that it was 20 years. So that was a little shocking. Yeah. 
And two, uh, how do you do over an album that is still very recurrent? Because songs like It Wasn't Me are, are regular on TikTok and these young kids. Angel is still recurrent, Love Me, Love Me. All these songs are still getting played on, on radio and, and still a part of people's lives. They're very, I say Mr. Boombastic, you know this song. You know what I'm saying? Standard. And that's, right, standard. And this is from 1995, you know what I mean? Oh, Caroline. I'm so, you're going to do these songs over. How are you going to, you know, how are you going to do them justice? And so that was the main challenge to try and keep the authenticity of them. You know what I mean? But at the same time, create something that is that will connect with uh, today's young people the sound of today's young people yeah and so you got to you got to involve a little trap a little bass but make the sounds you know what i mean just kind of incorporate it all a little reggaeton all of this to create uh, a, a hybrid exactly of what the new thing is. and just to drive this home this is not just a re-release you know you've 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 modernized re-recorded parts of the track so i'd love to talk re- through yeah. the process of that so, yeah so I actually took, I didn't take the whole of the Hotshot album because I just didn't want to do that. So I took five of the main tracks from it. You know what I mean? Obviously all the singles were one of the top streaming ones. And then I took like Keeping It Real and, and songs like Hotshot. And I did these songs. And then I added four new songs on it. You know, I did over uh, some of my classics that I love, um, Buckingham Palace, Peter Tush. You know, I, I did over, yeah, I did over, I, I did, did over Electric Avenue, Eddie Grant. You know, yeah. and you hear my shaggy boy. I'm gonna rock down to you, you start a, yeah, the whole vibe. Electric Avenue. You get that whole vibe. And then I did songs like uh, I did two new songs. Uh, one is Caribbean Plans uh, with a young lady by the name of Ronnie out of uh, Amsterdam. Beautiful, but one of the most amazing voices I heard. I, I fell in love with her voice and just had to roll with it. And um, then I also did uh, a new song with me and Sting called Primavera. I put Sting also singing the chorus on on on, on Angel, and put Angel uh, Rayvon who sang the original Angel on it wasn't me, you know. And then I just threw some other songs in there like Mr. Bombastic, Old Carolina, Strength of a Woman, Hey Sexy Lady. These songs are songs that are part of the Caribbean culture and you know part of the whole movement. Because remember that uh, this album was the album that really brought dancehall to the mainstream in two thousand. That's the song. That, uh, it wasn't me. It was a song that broke open. And brought the numbers to the game while where mainstream radio was starting to actually take dancehall and reggae as a force to be to be reckoned with. Yeah, and you were definitely one of the people that was responsible for bringing for shining a light. Um, not not because uh, I always feel like with dancehall, I'd love to talk with you about this uh, in the future. Dancehall and reggae has always been at the root of what people enjoy when we go out and entertain ourselves in the clubs, right? But I feel like sometimes it is neglected in a way. And you've helped to kind of open a door. Um, and when I say sometimes, all the time. Uh, with the door, yeah. you've, you've opened a door with, with some of your crossover tunes, shall we call them those, yeah. and, and, and brought people in. So that's, that's always been something that I've really liked that you've done, Shaggy. Yeah, well, well it, and it's still a struggle. You, know, you just mentioned it. A lot, a lot of what's going on, if you look at dancehall and reggae, dancehall has spawned such genres as reggaeton. Mm-hmm. You know, in the early days, uh, uh, El General and I went to Erasmus High School, you know, and he was on one bench and I was on the other bench spitting lyrics. He does it in Spanish, I do it in English. And you got to remember when he started, he did songs like the, 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 the beat, the reggaeton beat is called Dembow, which comes from Shadrach's Dembow. You know what I'm saying? So they used to do all the dancehall records in Spanish. That was the, 
the start of what is now reggaeton. Mm. You know what I mean? Afrobeat, when you see what's going on in Afrobeat in the early years, when you went to Africa, predominantly dancehall was their culture. I played stadiums after stadiums over there, you know what I'm saying, in Africa, because dancehall was the main cultural music that they played. Um, you look at hip hop with Cool Herc, which is which is founded through dancehall and reggae. You know what I mean? So when you look at all of, all of that, it's such it's such a, a, a cultural statement that is made through dancehall and reggae music. You look at Ed Sheeran, you look at people like um, Justin Bieber, Rihanna. All these people are making records and they do '90s music and 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 dancehall music. The influence is so strong, but a lot of people try to rename it and not give the credit where it's up, and that's where I have a problem with. You know, mm-hmm. I love that they use they use the culture and use the music. Call it what it is. You know, it's a dancehall feel. It's a reggae feel. It, you know, you don't you don't want to sit there and, and rebrand it. Yeah. You know, as if it's if it's and not say where it's from. That's my issue because I've I've worked really hard over the years to try and bring this culture to a mainstream. Not that we're here and dancehall is now the sound of popular music. Yeah, still is, and 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 it has been for a very long time. It's it's very. I'll be honest. I don't think I've gone to a club where I've not heard dancehall or reggae. At some point in the yeah. night, ever, 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 and 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 you, oh, know, you hear the really... hybrid, you, you, yeah. you hear the hybrid of yeah, it. of course, of yeah. course, of course, and you know, a, a little yeah. remix thing comes in a hundred percent. Um, so you on on twenty twenty, you swapped out a few features. You mentioned Sting. Now you guys have a relationship. You've dropped an album. You know, the, got the Grammy off that as well. Mm-hmm. Another Grammy off that as well. Um, so him ending up on it wasn't me. Was the, how was that? How that conversation go? Because you guys are quite tight now. So was it just like, hey, you want to well, jump lot, on? Or? Yeah, it was a lot of. A lot about this album came from his My Songs album, which he did, which is all he did over all his his tracks um, and tracks that he wrote from the police and on an album called My Songs. And the way he did them, you know, it was really successful and he toured on it and the, the album did well and, and it sounded well. I'm like, so I was a little apprehensive in doing it because I was like, you know, and then he, he explained to me, I was like, yo, if you've got a kid and the kid got, you put a red shirt on the kid and then tomorrow you put a green shirt on the kid. You know what I mean? Who's going to tell you not to put a red shirt on the kid is your kid. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and when you put it in perspective like that, I'm like, you know, it's like these songs are your songs. It doesn't matter what anybody, you wrote them, you birthed them. And I, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I, I, what the hell? I, mean, I wrote these lyrics. These are mine. I came up with them. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, that made me feel a little bit easier. And so he kind of got me even to do electric Avenue was his idea. You know, we did it at the Rainforest concert and we did it live and it was crazy. He asked me to do it then. And then we came back again and he said, I think you should, this, if you did that so well, I think you should record it. And, I, and we did that. When I did Angel, um, I did a, I, I recorded a lot of this in the dressing room uh, on his tour. I was just visiting on his tour at the time. And uh, I think it was his last ship play. And he was he would come out and do parts of the play and then come back and in, in the studio be rocking music with us. So we set up one of the dressing rooms as a studio and he'd just go out and play something, he'd come back in and sit down. And when I was I was voicing Angel at the time, they said, Let me do that. And he just went ahead and sang it. Because he did it every night on stage anyway with, with us while we were touring. You know? And that's how most of it kind of came up. When I did Electric Avenue, he was there fucking at Palace. I, I watched those songs while he was in the room, mm. you know what I mean? And so it was easy for us to, to kind of put this, these these records together, you know, and, and just kind of mix them and say, so, you, you know, he was a big part of it. How fair is it to say that when you and Sting got together, he really 
became a, a muse of some sorts or maybe injected some extra energy into where you were at in your career at the moment? Because I feel like you two coming together, you bounced off each other and the energy you've created, you've both taken away with you. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably say the same thing. It, uh, him, he said to me that, and I, I actually heard it, on a, on a, we're in an interview together, and he says, this is, this is the most fun I've ever had in my whole career yes. while we're on tour. And and it kind of took me aback. So I, I, I looked at him and I said, wow, really? Because, you know, you did all of these massive stuff. He's like, yo, I've had so much fun doing this. I can't remember having this much fun. And when I thought about it myself, I'm like, this is kind of the most fun I've had. Even though I've had hot shot and I've toured around the world and I was on top of it. It's, hot shot is a blur. And I think for him, it's kind of like that during the police days. It's, it's such a blur to him that now when you're on this, you're at an age where you can actually soak it in. You know I mean? I soaked the 44876, the tour, the journey, the TV show, the camaraderie with him and me, the jokes, uh, the competition, the everything. I soaked it all up. The friendship. The, you know, this was a friendship I didn't know I needed. This was a brother I didn't know I needed. And what he did was validated me within myself. Because I, when you're doing this so long, you start to wonder sometimes if what you're doing is cool or if you're any good. You know, you get these doubts. And then if you have people around you that are not secure within themselves, they'll bring their own insecurities onto you. I think I was at a place where a lot of that was happening. And when he came and it was like, dude, what you're doing there is genius. What are you doing? How did you do that? Yo, that is that. You know, it was just really very complimentary, genuinely just kind of moved by what I was coming up with. It gave me validation. It made me feel less insecure. And I, and, 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 uh, it, it was something I needed. It was that shot in my arm that I needed from him. This guy is, you know, 150 million sold, 20 Grammys. I mean, it, you know, but yet still he's like one of the most genius songwriters. And he sitting there and says, dude, those melodies you're coming up with amazing. How do you do this? Yo, yo, the way you did it. It, just, it, was, it was really good for me, you know? Can only imagine, man. Can only imagine. And, and Sting's got a relationship with Jamaica already, hasn't he? Well, yeah, I remember that. He wrote Every Breath You Take, um, Every Little Thing She Does Is Man- Magic, King of Pain. A lot of those songs were written at Golden Eye in Jamaica, which is the house of Ian Fleming. Same desk that he wrote the James Bond novel on. And that's where he, that's where he was. You know, he's been, he was, he was there. So me bringing him back to Jamaica to do Shaggy and Friends, it was like him coming home in a way, you know? Yeah. And you could tell because he wouldn't, he wanted to, even when he, he stayed in the local hotel, he rolled around with me, he went into the ghettos with me, we went to go eat fish on the beach. We, we did all of this, all of this. And I was like, you know, and he also went to the local ice cream parlor because he's, people don't know that one of Sting's addiction is vanilla ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> vanilla though. Vanilla's a, vanilla's a nice flavor to put something on though. Was he just having the straight vanilla? Is that his thing? Straight vanilla ice cream is vanilla ice cream. That's his thing. Okay, it's got you know. I'm like, I'm like, you don't, you don't want like you know caramel or sprinkles, you know, or sprinkles, and it's like no straight vanilla ice cream. All That's right. it. He loves right. it. Fair enough, thing. Fair you enough, thing. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, he can do what he wants. <laughs> yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, So, you know, you're both successful in your own right. I mean, just you... As, as a dance or reggae artist, I mean, you're the only diamond selling in music history. Um, you've had success with conventional record sales, but now also on the streaming side of things as well. You're like one of the top three stream reggae artists on Spotify. Uh, what's the yeah. secret sauce, Shaggy, man? What's, what's in that? I don't, I don't think it's the fact that we're the top. The three top streamers, myself, Sean, and I think Bob Marley. Yeah. And that's great company to be in. Don't get me wrong. I, but I don't think that we're... I don't think that we're doing such great. I think the rest of the genre is doing so badly that we look great, you know? And I, and I think that's a problem. If you look at all of the genres around, dance all is the lowest streaming genre there is. And so that, that's a problem for us. And we got to find a way to get back into the game and get a seat at the table, you know? And, uh, you know, that is my mission at that point. I've had conversations with people like Sean Paul at, on a regular basis. And he, he's, he's in that same vibe with me where it was like okay it's a little scary you know we are what every music uh is influenced by but yet still our genre is the lowest streaming and and that bothers us you know what i mean so uh we just got to find a way around it you know big up the coffee we, we, you know gave us a shot in the arm the other day you know what i mean and uh we, but you know she can't do it by herself we need to we need a movement how do you got to get her we got to get our things together yeah, how can we do this? That was that was going to ask you next. Is how how can we fix this? You know, well, in, in me analyzing it, when I look at the numbers of songs that are streaming, nineties dancehall is what's streaming more. If you look at what Ed Sheeran and Rihanna and Justin Bieber and all these people are sampling, they're sampling nineties dancehall. You know what I mean? So it, 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 I think with this new style of music, they're taking the dance out of the dancehall. You know, because and, and it's just a generational thing. Because if you look at nightclubs these days don't have dance floors anymore it's really tables and tables and bowls you know, so they're singing like they're doing like these real sing-along it's really a sing-along type of a thing that's coming and what is happening to do sing-along dance all you know what i mean if you l- listen to most of the sing-along dance all they're in raw patwa so the mainstream is not going to be singing along to raw patwa so mm. it makes the song have a ceiling you know, what used to get make me and Sean get away with a lot of stuff was that we had the music, the beat, the dance song beat kept them dancing and, they, and 
we sounded good. So it didn't matter what we say. You're not hearing. It's like, mm. oh, I don't know. Oh, you make your door man all day. You ever hear them sing? It wasn't yeah. me. No, 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 you know, I mean, I think now that you've taken the dance because the, the a lot of the music that they're doing now doesn't it's not as danceable. Yeah. You know, there's a groove there and all of that, but, but it's a lot of lyrical singing and it's in rap patois. Mm. You know, mm. and I think that might be an issue because you gotta kind of I did it really smart. I would do like some patois words here, I'd do the dance on melody, but I put some that some dance and some some of the reggae, you know, some of the dance our words in it, but then I make my hook have as much English to grab your ass like that. Be like, oh, yeah. Honey came in that So it's a mixture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you could do a honey came in that It wasn't me. You're getting all that shit. But then, then I put that, right? Oh, you think you're the woman on to your villa? That was raw. I know when I was making that record that nobody was going to understand it. They just say, whoa, that sounds good. And they just, and by the time you do that for like eight bars, they go back into, but you call me on the counter. It wasn't yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, so that was English. So you got to figure a way how to do it. A lot of these guys are just making records and that's just straight because that's the environment they're in. Yeah, I mean, you got away with saying some. You got away with saying some naughty things as well, though. You know, when you I really break that. down the lyrical content, Shaggy, you, you got away with some yeah. spicy things. Even Hot Shot, yeah. man's talking about discombobulating yeah. girls' parts. I'm like, whoa, okay. Discombobulating um, parts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, man. Um, and and also, um, as well as that, I just want to do a, a public service announcement to all those listening. If you've never had a rub down or a wind to 90s dancehall, I feel like you're really missing out because there's nothing like that. I mean, getting a wind to, to, to lyrics and sing along to a chorus, yeah. nah, that's okay. But getting a real rub yeah. in a dance. Yeah, <sighs> I think that's part of the problem is just the dance is, <laughs> is, is out of yeah. it. And I'm big up to ding, ding down a lot of these guys were really you know keeping that whole energy up and that yeah. excitement up you know yeah. a lot a lot of cats that still do that because it, it's part of dance all is colorful yeah. you know but you but you're seeing that and a lot of the lyrics that these guys are talking are real hot i mean they're spitting some joints you know there's nice. a guy called tj out of jamaica making some dope joints but the problem you know but as, and if if, if the, the mainstream can't understand it then you know for me as jamaican i know he's spitting some fire for average kid on the global scheme who don't know the culture like that, not getting into into it like that, it's gonna be like yeah, and you know it's gonna be a hard one. Even a lot of vibes cartel who's got had more success at, at that than the average person there, you know. But I mean, again, if you go back and look at numbers, like you said, it's it, it's still different. You know, yeah. the numbers still ain't is not enough to really carry the whole genre. I mean, is it is it just a case of is it something that the artists can do to improve this, or is it something that, that we as an industry need to do? What what like I'm I w- I know that there's no clear solution, but I just feel like exactly you know, exactly I don't know the answer like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything got to come from a vibe. You know what I mean? I was excited when I saw coffee because it was something different and just like you know what I mean. So that was exciting. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, you know we need we just need more support. We need. And, and Jamaica is no shortage of you're going to find somebody pop up out of there with a name like, oh, dude, you see the numbers this guy's moving? You know, because yeah. it always does. You know, it happened with Boji, it happened with me, it happened with Sean. It, it, you know, it's like, you, it, we're going to find it. It's going to it's gonna happen because yeah. it's it's just history. That's just a track record about dancehall is. Yeah, you know? And dancehall time, it's coming back. It's going to come back. 
Yeah, and, and Hotshot 2020, I feel like you are going to help to feed into a positive resolution for that because you don't start the album soft. You go right in with Hotshot. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. the re... And, 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 and I won't say really one, that new one. one. The new one kicked, Shaggy. right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I was, I was pleasantly surprised because I, I put it, oh, I put it on my dude. system and it kicked in. I was like, "Yo, okay." Dude, let me tell you something. When, when, when I, when I was doing the album first, I, I was like, "Okay, I'm agonizing about how am I gonna really yeah. make this record better than what it was." And once we started, I'm like, "Man, we have so much more technology at our fingertips and EQ wise and." And the sounds that we could beef up and make things so. And when when it was done, and and Rob Rob Orton or Super Mixer, four time Grammy winner, you know, uh, part of her team, you know, he he literally the mix that he put on these records. When I got him back, it was just sonically kicking me. I'm like, oh my god, listen to this. Mm. It, it was it was you know, and Hotshot was one of them too. And when I, when they came, I was like, woo! I'm like, yo, this is like right now. The funniest thing is that I was playing the record here and a, a young DJ was here at, at the studio. Yeah. And he, he popped his head and he's like, yo, that release yet? What, what's that? <laughs> and I'm like, it's Hot Shot. What's that? Because he's so young. He, yeah. doesn't, he wasn't, you know, I mean, the guy's like, I, I don't know, like 17 or something like that. Young, Crazy. young DJ. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't around when, when Hot Shot you know, and it wasn't a single; it was an album track. So he didn't know the record. I'm like, it's on the, it's on Hot Shot, the original. That song is called Hot Shot. He's like, oh, yo, that could be right now, dude. That could yeah, be right man. now. And I'm like, yeah. yo, yeah. It, it was that solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of them came out like that. It was just like kicking. I was like, boomastic. Ooh, that's another one. That that the kicking is like, woo. I feel. You know I, mean? so, I feel like if you're a sh- if you're an existing Shaggy fan, you will enjoy these versions of the tracks was that yeah i was surprised yeah yeah i'm like i was surprised i'm i it, it, it's crazy when you're doing it and surprising yourself yeah. <laughs> i'm surprised <laughs> by how it came out but you know i have an amazing team so even what i did whatever the vision i had mm. they just enhance it shane Husang, you know dave Arde, martin kirzenbaum you know uh people like you know, rob orton these guys they brought the sauce to it yeah, you know, I was like, "Woo!" They made, and that's what producers' jobs are: is to basically um, facilitate the artist's vision. You know, and these guys did it incredibly well. And it, when it came, when it was all done, I was like, "Wow, this really sounds good." Yeah, it really, <laughs> really does. Yeah, yeah. Sonic even, even Electric Avenue was just like, "Oh wow!" Mm, you know, mm, so mm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy about it. Yeah, I mean, with regards to technology and recording in studios, over time, how's that changed for you, the experience? I mean, as we speak now, I'm looking at you and you're in Studio B in your apartment. You've got two studio setups, but how how is that changed with regards to how you how you were first recording your, well, record your first tracks to now? I've had this house since 1996, so you're looking at, you, you know, you, I, I, we don't, this is an overkill. Like, we have a proper... Like the, the A studio is like a proper soundproof, mm. proper studio. You mm. know what I mean? With vocal boots and blah, blah, blah. It, it, this is an overkill. Nowadays, you just need a room, you know, uh, <laughs> an interface, computer, great mic, you know, and you have technology world. Even if you're doing live music, you could actually cheat live music. Really? Because there's, there's, there's sound banks of, 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 
uh, live sounds that you could just pick and create drum patterns and it sounds like somebody is there playing it live. You, they, there's even programs to actually make it, you know, when you play it live, it, things might not be steady, mm, you know, but mm. that adds to the feel. There's programs that make you do that. You know what I mean? It, where it, it doesn't, if you're a good producer, know what, you, what you're listening for. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's at your fingertips. Everything is software. It's no hardware anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, I know people who are sitting there buying SSL boards and they're buying tape machines and buying all of these stuff. And you might sit down and make this beautiful, warm, analog mix. Then what are you going to do? You're going to put it on DSPs and it's going to go right back to digital. (laughs) 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 I'm not wasting my money on that. I'm doing everything in a box and I'm mastering the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whatever digital box, whatever I'm mixing on or doing stuff, my ears is going to adjust and I'm going to master it. I'm going to master the sonics of it so that I'm getting the best of what this computer could offer me or these computer sounds could offer me. I'm going to I'm going to find a way to make it warm like the original like how it was but still it has that edge. So you create I'm always creating hybrids. Mm. You know, there's no music that I've done that is pure. Yeah. I don't even think music is pure. What music is pure these days? Everything is a hybrid. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of jazz mixed in with a little bit of pop with a little bit of country with a little bit of reggae with a little bit of latin, mm. you know. Mm. I, I, that's how we do. We have a song Primavera on there with me and Sting. It's got a little bit of dance on, mixed with a little bit of Latin. <laughs> you know, it, it's a little salsa. I mean, that's how we do it. Yeah. And I mean, we create hybrids and that's what makes the culture move. Exactly. Taking the tools and, and, and resources that you have to, to make what you, you want to make. And I can see, I mean, can you talk us through some of this kit? I'm looking at some of the kit that you've got in the B Studio now. I can see an interface, see some headphones in the background. What, what are we working with right now? Yeah. What, what have we got here? Talk us through it. I mean, it, it's literally, because this is the B room. Yeah, we, only, yeah. we, only, we only literally just do like, um, we just do like uh, voice demos and, mm, and stuff mm, like that. Mm, the idea, because I'm writing here, then we might just jump in this little booth, have a little vocal booth. Right a little here. vocal booth behind you. Okay, cool. Right, right. And we go in there and we just, we'll, we'll cut it. And just to have the idea, and then I'll take it around and we could add drum sounds in the main studios and do other stuff to it and perfect it. Then I'll do a proper vocal to it. Mm. You know what I mean? But this is just like, just literal idea stuff, you know what I'm saying? And and we'll record the ideas and put it up on the screens and, and stuff like this. We got the focal uh, speakers. These are just monitors, but I have two subs on there, so it <laughs> makes it really kick. Two 15-inch nice. subs on there. You know, we got the interface. It's nothing really crazy here. This is just, and of course, we got, I don't know if you can see it. If we want to, like, like down here. Okay. We got oh, like, we got, yeah. So we'll pull it out and if we want to, you know, just put some chords on or whatever it is, we'll do all of that. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. so, you know, the, the whole thing is done. So nice. it's, it's not a lot of things in here, but that's, you don't need anything. You, you can sometimes just use a laptop. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you get, you know, the main shooter got a lot more stuff, but it's, it's still an overkill. You don't really need all of that. Yeah. I mean, we've spoken to a few artists over the last few weeks and, and the g- general consensus is, now that some don't have an option like yourself, they don't have a studio or two in the, in their property, they are creating home setups. And to be fair, yeah. through innovation, we're getting yeah. sound that I'm not going to ever say better than a professional studio. Okay, I understand that there's certain things that yeah. they have, but sound that can very much stand up to to what has yeah. been you know you've had to go to professional well, studios for in the past. And I 
and I get that. I, for me personally, I will create stuff like I, like a lot of this album was created backstage with a, a laptop and an interface. You know, I voiced Electric Avenue. A lot of these records I voiced Angel. I, I voiced those records in the dressing room at Sting's show. You know what I mean? So I get that. But then when I took it back, you know, that, that we perfected things, you know what I mean? I might cut over a little, little bit of vocal, add it, I edit some, I might have said something better, did a line better or part of the vocal better uh, with a bit different the tone of my voice and the vibe of it when I was at the, at, at the, the rehearsal room or, or the dressing room. And then I patch it up with what I might do here. And it's, you know, I mean, so you put it, but so whatever it is, the last outcome, it will be professional. I'm not putting just the computer stuff out there. I'm going to run it through all my processes here and I'm going to do the work on it. Mm. to make sure it is fly. I'm mm. going to send it to Rob Orton, who is another level of genius. Mm. You know what I mean? And he's going to do his sound tweaking in his mind, you know, and he's, he's amazing. I've sent record to, to Rob Orton and he sent it back to me and it was like, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't think that bridge there works or I don't think that works. And I'll listen to it mm. because, you know, I trust his ear. It's, it's trusting your team. 100%. You know what I'm saying? You know? Martin Kirzenbaum, who is who is my my manager, but is also you know, also a great musician. This guy plays every instrument, you know, the produces on from Tattoo all the way down to Lady Gaga's album. And so these are guys that know music. So I'm surrounded with really professional people. You know what I mean? And there's always thing I could call on, you know what I mean? To be like, well, Shaggy, I think that that bass line could move. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the yeah. base. Yeah, move, move it for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, it's good to have yeah. that there. You know yeah, what I mean? for real, that's good so peers to have. That. Have you fired yeah, over Hot Shot 2020 to him then? Oh, he knows everything. He heard. Yeah. He's, he's heard everything. Yeah. yeah, he was there in the making of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And did his point and gave his pointers. Yeah, and yeah, he's very involved. In, in, in it. And as I try to be as involved in everything that they do, because he'll he really hit me up and like, oh, I got this song or this idea or whatever it is. So. It's mm. great. That's great. That's really good to hear. Uh, now, before you were an artist, you were in the military. That must feel like mm. a long time ago now. Um, serving in field artillery battery. Is that right? Is that what? What part of the? What part? What is that? In, in I'm not a military man. I'll be honest. I fire bombs, bro. Really? I I fire one five five howitzers. I have the rounds is about ninety five pounds. I throw them in a a, a big gun. I fire it and it's called indirect fire. You don't even see where it lands. They give you a coordinates, you know what I mean? Uh, deflection, you know what I mean? Quadrant deflection, boom, get a grid square and I blow up a, a grid square. I'll That's be honest, I you do. use a lot of military words right there. I didn't understand the way you said grid square. <laughs> I understand big Quadrant gun. deflection. <laughs> Quadrant deflection. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm watching Star Trek or listening to the army right now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But yeah, howitzers, howitzers. What, what are howitzers? Big, big, big guns. Oh, they're, they're howitzers big guns. are they're huge. Big. Some of them are on wheels. Some of them have, you know, uh, are, are howitzers like you know they they uh, they're like tanks. Yeah, you know, but but bigger guns than like a, a tank will fire, but it's a it's a shorter range than a howitzer will go miles. Really. Grid squares, yeah. And grid, oh, okay, cool. And yeah. I've read that you perfected your your voice or you formed some of your voice while you're working in the military. How true is this? Well, mil the military raised me. Yeah, I didn't. People, people think I'll go to the military to fire a gun. I didn't. I didn't. 
I didn't go to the military to fire a gun or learn to fire a gun. Uh, the streets taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the hood taught me that. Uh, I went to the I went to the military to learn how to balance my checkbook. Mm. You know, that's where I learned to be disciplined and be on time and and um be you know have a drive and stay fit and keep your body in shape and you know all of that i've taken into my life today i'm a neat freak to this day i i the minute i'm cooking a lot now so i'm eating the minute i start to feel a little uncomfortable because i'm my shirt might be getting a little tight i got you know then i start eating and go back into training and it i'll do that in a at a heartbeat you know if i got something if they look at me and says okay shaggy you're gonna go out on tour in yeah next month I'm riding the gym, for real. getting ready for it the next one. It's like a, it's like a boxer mm. for a fight. You you train for it. You know what I mean? So with my voice, I used to run and sing cadences at, at in the military. I was like, I don't know, but I've been told my CEO wears pantyhose. And I, I make these things up and sing funny cadences for the the the, the for my squad, and and then. They love it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. then I, I was just kind of mocking the, the drill instructors. The drill instructors are talking, hey, boy, hey, boy, you know, come over here, boy. Like, don't I bomb, don't I bomb me, boy. You know what I mean? They'll do put that, and they put up, and then right after they're done, hey, boy, talk, give me 20, give me 20 now, boy. Like, hey, yo, you know, last night we went out, uh, was you right there? <laughs> so yeah. so they'll have, have a conversation like that and just talk regular. Yo, did you already get my, when I was you having a beer, yo, that girl over there, man, she was looking good. Hey. I want to see who bought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll do things like that, and you'd be like, oh, "That voice is a total put on," you know. So when I was running and singing cadences, I'd do the same thing. Just like, I don't know, but I've been told. Hey, y'all ready? Everybody, let's go. Put him up. Let him up. Let him up. I feel party. I was making a mockery of them. Yeah. The the the, the was loving it because you know obviously we want to make mockeries of of our captors of course that's what the drill the drill instructors are they're captors they're like prison guards <laughs> yeah, i'm saying and uh but i didn't know that was uh vocal training because i was running three four miles singing from your from your gut mm. you know and uh, i the minute i did that on old carolina oh carolina I'm like oh my god that's such a great song it's a hit here's a million dollars okay <laughs> Let's do it again. The voice stays. The lava, lava. Wow, that's great. Number one. Here's another million. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, I can get used to this. (laughs) By the way, we could throw in a first class seat and seat and suites. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? Uh, I feel like. And did I I mention chicks? Chicks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what, what do you do man i feel Part like if you throw that voice on people definitely listen to you so do you, have you ever used it outside of music just to just to just to, to make somebody pay attention i feel like if you're a dad telling off a child using that voice they're gonna listen i told you pick up your, pick up your closet yeah. i'm about to straighten my up my daughter my, my daughters are looking at me like <laughs> what are you, what are you doing what do they think you're using? I have so no authorities <laughs> with my daughter. Like, like, like there's no if you ever if you think that you're a touring dad doing music and you're a superstar and you think that you could trump mom, think again. <laughs> there's nothing I say. 
It was like, yo, you need to go. Did you ask mom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. To <laughs> oh, bless him. It's it crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, God. So what do they think of that's music then? Um, I think, I think, I think they know my music and like my music, but not in front of me. Like they'll, they'll, they'll make me seem like I'm the corniest guy in front of me. Mm. But then I'll hear from other people like, oh yeah, they were singing this song or they liked this song or like my wife will look at me and says, did you know that they played you? I think it was you girl. Um, with me and Neil, when we put it out and she would play that in the car every morning they would that was their song and and she told me i was like no nah, they don't they don't even act like they like any of my my stuff and then she ended up secretly taping them one morning yes while they were singing and she turned her phone on and was like yo see i told you so that's how i know that they're really into it but when they're in front of me they ain't trying to do that <laughs> <laughs> they're like you're not gonna come here and play superstar you're dad <laughs> now, now take me to horse riding <laughs> 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 All right, kids kids will be kids man are they, are, i don't know if they're at the right age did they enjoy the the little mermaid live that you did because that must, oh yeah they were there oh yeah, well, that must nine. have been wonderful they're, oh perfect yeah age. there there were nine my twin girls are nine and my my other uh young lady is 13 and they all came and and was on set with me with my wife and oh, it was it was a big deal man it was it was big to be in that whole production and doing something that I've never done in my whole life for the first time. And, and if you're going to jump off or, uh, and take a leap, take a leap with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, these guys know how to do it. You know what I mean? Take a leap with Disney. They, yeah. You're going to do it, do it with them. They yeah. know what they're doing. I thought you were going to say they know how to write a check. Cause apparently they know how to do that as well. Uh, yeah. They, they don't have any shortage. Of <laughs> you just, you, you just, you just have to make the right deal. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, for me, for me, it wasn't a money thing. It was, of course, and the opportunity to really push my talents to a limit that I never, never thought I could, and, yeah. and get into. You know, I think recently we wrote music for a cartoon. I think it was um, um uh, well, I don't want to give away the cartoon, but we wrote lyrics for yeah. for a, a cartoon, um, a show, and I did it, and they were just like, "Oh my god, this is great!" And I was like. Okay, <laughs> yeah. because it, it was something new that I was doing, you know what I mean? And uh, big up to Martin, who, who always pushes me to do things that I'm not comfortable with. And I've never had, a, if I have ever had a manager that's put, that put me in the most uncomfortable situations and try to make me be comfortable outside of my comfort zone, Martin is that guy. <laughs> yeah. Big up Martin. <laughs> I always be like, oh, I hate doing that. And then he was like, yeah, well, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I could, if I'm honest, I could, I could hear, I could hear you doing more, more Disney stuff. I mean, because I've got I've, Disney Plus has just dropped. I've been watching a few of the old Disney things, and yeah, and I can yeah. see you doing more with Disney. It makes sense. I mean, your voice is iconic. I'm but... at, a, I'm at, yeah, I'm, at, and I'm at a place where I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm ready to take that leap at it too. You know, I don't mind going there with it. You know, and. Mm. As long as I have, and because I have a great support team and I have people around me who's going to help me um, through my insecurities, you know, when, when tackling any of these. So it's, it's good to have that kind of team that can make you do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely look forward to that, man. Uh, more Disney stuff. Um, so yeah. Shaggy and friends now, obviously you can't get out there and get on the road now. 
Um, so what's going to be the plan with that? Because I, I I know you're very active in trying to support and, and, and help. I don't know if I'm going to do the concerts again, to be honest with you, because it, it, one, it, 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 it is, takes a really lot to make these concert work. You know, we're talking oh. 20,000 people at a time yeah. in, in Jamaica, artists, logistics, um, flights, hotels, Oh my God, it's, it's such a production, you know? Um, but they're also, I don't, I, it, it, I'm not saying, I'm not ruling it out either. Mm. Um, but for now we don't have any immediate plans for that, you know, but okay. I, we might do smaller stuff where, with less volume of people, but a higher price, you know, obviously now is not the time to do it because everybody's no. broke, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, there's other ways that we could support the charity and, and 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 we have been doing that and we will do that good man that's really happy to hear man and, and like i said like i really appreciate everything you've been doing because for somebody who is you know from jamaica living in new york the fact that you're doing bits yeah. and bobs on our television you know that's appreciated you know what i mean i, 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 I gotta i stay in the game bro you know yeah. somebody yeah. called me and says like dude i'm seeing you everywhere you know don't you rest i'm like we're in quarantine that's all you have is rest time please stop yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying I, I this is keeping me sane you know, me yeah. getting up and doing a Zoom interview is actually giving me a purpose. <laughs> like, God, what am I going to do? Watch Netflix again? Yeah, Please. yeah. I mean, I feel I'm, like Netflix is watching it. me more than net watching Netflix. Oh my God, I'm, I've, I've done, I've, I've, I've binge watched every show that I've, I've liked so far. I'm over it. What, what have you I enjoyed know. recently on Netflix? Our audience loves to hear about. I just, like I just, I just, I just finished Heist. How was money? Is that Money Heist? Heist. Money Heist. Yes. Money heist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just finished the whole thing, which is, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, Billions is another one of my favorites. Um, I, I like that. Um, Top Boy, I, I finished all of those. And, you know, I hope, I hope the new, there's a new season coming out and, yeah. and we're in it because I, I love that. Um, it's, it's, there's tons of stuff that I'm, 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 I'm into. Shameless, I, I, I watch for really there's shameless. shameless okay yeah there's, there's there's a shameless uk yeah, and yeah. The american version I, I i was watching the american i've not seen that one yet I, I feel like i need to watch that william h yeah william h macy is 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 um the lead guy in there okay uh, all right man and uh so yeah you know so I'm, 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 i've gone through quite a few quite a few joints yeah 100 you know? um before before we let you get out of here though um there's one tune that i i came back to me while I was researching you you Shaggy and it was um the song that you did with Ali G Mijuli. <laughs> Mijuli, yeah. <laughs> he did it here. Funny enough. He what he cut that he cut that over in in, he, in he cut, right yeah, here. He, he, he came and he stayed at this house for about four days. What was it like? And him 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 and Dan, I remember yeah. Dan and we and we just sat here and, and I remember when we were doing it, he says he wants to write his own lyrics. And I was like, huh? I was like, yeah. Was like, he wants to write his own lyrics and he wants to sing. And he, him and Dan sat there and came up, uh, my big Bobby Lance and all of that. Yeah, and all of that. And I was like, I came up with the idea to sing about Mijuli because yeah. when I was watching his comedy skit, he says, hey, you will not go over there with me and Mijuli. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's do a song called Mijuli. You know, A to the L to the I to the Jizzy, J to the U to the L I is it? You know, so he came up yeah. with that really catchy kind of hook with me and Dave Kelly actually wrote that record together. Real and yeah, and then he he um 
he come he said he wanted to do his own lyrics and then he wanted to cut it and then he, he spent hours trying to cut it because he couldn't get on time <laughs> and he says he says let me tell you something man i i i have much respect for you guys i thought it was easier than it looks i'm like yeah and um so we yeah we ended up you know cut the record but he, you know it's sasha is just a he was, he's nothing like the allergy character. He's, he's soft-spoken, um, really easy, cool. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, he did Borat and, and made millions and, mm. you know, um, did all these other characters. So, yeah, he's it's, it's really talented. Bro. Now he's doing a lot of serious acting. I've seen him in a lot yeah. of things that are very serious. And I'm like, wow, you, you're really taking your chops to that next level. Yeah, he's definitely got more of a range. I feel like he's trying to prove that 100%. Definitely trying to prove his range with... Listen, he's got more balls than anybody else I know, man. There's some things he do in some of them shows. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a guy committed to the art. I'm telling you, he, you know... By any means necessary, we will get the scene. Yes, yes. <laughs> By any means necessary, we will piss somebody yeah, off as well. Yeah, we'll piss somebody off. By any means necessary. You know, just to get that reaction yeah. on. And, and he's like, did you get that? Did yeah. you get that? You got that, right? Because <laughs> we can't do that over. <laughs> the guy's pissed off and he's gone for a gun. So we cannot do that again. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, this 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 uh the recent series in America that he did, I, I don't know how he didn't get shot doing that. He's he got he got away with some crazy stuff there. But you know, yeah, no, like no, he says, whatever it takes. Amazing guy. Um amazing guy. So just to clarify, Hot Shot 2020, when when can we expect it? Because you can pre-order it now. We will put the link in the show description. July 10th. July 10th. Yeah, July 10th. Okay. July 10th. And and it's a great listen. It's it's all your favorite done in a way that it's just kicking your speakers in and you're feeling it and getting the emotions and they were revoiced, revocal, um, re and reproduced and just just great and still kept that authenticity of the original record but just a for real. a great vibe. Yeah. So for real, for real. If you're a fan of Shaggy, you we have actually a, a, a big TikTok record right now, by the way. Uh banana. Conquer featuring myself. Yeah, it's like it's like the hottest trending record right now on TikTok. You should go check that out. Yeah, I will do. I will do. Like, how does how does it feel in this world knowing that things like TikTok can blow up rhythms here and there? Because like, it, for example, it wasn't me that Dude. that made a, that is still making a resurgence on TikTok as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, TikTok has kept it wasn't me alive. So, absolutely. Hundred hundred ten percent. And then there's this new TikTok phenomenon is, is is amazing. So I'm glad to be having my brand be associated with these young people in TikTok, you know what I mean? Because I'm, you know, we're talking almost 30 years here yeah. where people are still playing you on TikTok and still being, doing shaggy records and whatnot. And, you know, said, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. You know, at least I don't understand a lot of it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I just sit here and make records, you know, and, and, and then they call me like, dude, you got the top of number one record in, in TikTok, dude. You did it. I'm like, Okay. Okay. You know. Yeah. What is a TikTok? Right, is that? I thought that was a well. mint. No, that's not a mint. Yeah. That's a natural app. Okay. I'm with you. I'm yeah. not that. I know what <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, for real. But you know, you know, it's and, and I've, I've actually did uh, videos on TikTok before. Um, but I'm I now I'm getting a little bit more frequent in it because I realize like wow, a lot of my stuff is really on. What is it's what is your tic, what is your TikTok? We should share that with our audience as well. I think I did one with um, was it that love? I think it was that love that song that love. 
right. and uh, I think I think I might I, don't know, I might do another one coming up here. I just I gotta I want I like being creative when I do. I gotta right. find something to be creative when I do. We'll share the TikTok handles as well. But no, thank you very much for joining us here on How to Kill an Hour, Shaggy. And um, like, like I keep saying, Hotshot 2020, if you're a fan of Shaggy, it's got something in there for you. And, and, and if you know, you're a young person listening to this and you know, you've heard a few of Shaggy's tunes on TikTok and here or there, you can get a real cross the border feel for the music you can put out. It's, it's a great album. Yeah. It's a schooling. That's yeah. what it is. You've got to take them yeah. to school sometimes. Yeah, Hotshot Twitter. It's entertainment. That's the one. That's the one. Edutainment. Mm, indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, and, yeah, man. Um, much respect, man. Hundred percent, man. Uh, bless up. Yeah, man. All right. Salut. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.